this is is this really how we're going to start <laughs> you shouldn't have asked before you hit record you opened this can of worms you brought this energy and now you have to deal with the consequences katie i didn't think i was bringing the energy i thought i just i just happened to say that i was going to talk a lot about one dance you made it very clear you don't want to talk about that dance and i was like she she's lying right she can't be i wish i was a pathological liar but i'm not katie how do you this is like the dance i was waiting for from him you don't like it i we'll talk about it when we get there we'll talk about it when we get there I don't know if I can look at you during a lot of this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm worried about how we're going to be this episode. I'm sure it'll be great. Let's find out now, because live from our respective apartments, it's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narber, and Chris Darkham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. I hope you have your pitchforks ready because it's going down today, folks. I can't believe this. I feel like I've made my position on him very clear, and so I don't know why you're this surprised. But it's not about him. It's about the dance. It is about him. Well, get your pitchforks, your pachucos ready, but we're going to get there when we get there. Thank you for bearing with us last week uh, where we had two yep. quick step reactions to do. And it just felt like recording three nights in a row and editing many nights in Nobody a row. Wanted that. I, I did not want that. So thank you, loyal Nobody listeners, for letting us take a break after the tragic elimination of sabrina bryan and jane seymour loyal listeners didn't it somewhat kind of feel like it was an episode of jmp the way that chris attacked me for the entirety of qsr though like kind of he still brought the energy he still served i guess i just didn't have an outlet for it last week no um question yeah (laughs) i think in the wake of that tragedy of last the last jmp we did yes i really think we forgot to mention something that happened in that episode did we talk about dance center at all no we haven't talked about dance Center. that's what i thought Uh, chris i literally texted you and i said when does dance center like is it in these episodes and you were I, i don't know if it was about that week or if it was about a different week and you were like, oh, like, I'll find out and I'll let you know. And then you never let me know. Because <laughs> oh. I, I watched it in preparation for our last recording. I have recording. not watched it yet. I have not watched it yet. Oh, so it happens uh, after Sabrina Bryan's elimination. <laughs> 
So it Wait, happens. Then we should be talking. Oh, then we so should. So it happens in week, week seven. So we should have talked about it last week. That's where I was like, I didn't really take notes about it because it wasn't especially notable, but it was very funny. And obviously, it's always a delight to have Jerry and Kenny back with Len in the ballroom. Yeah. But I just realized to myself, like, we didn't talk about it. And it turns out you just never watched it. I've never, I have not watched it yet. I mean, it's maybe fun. we talk about it next week. Oh, who or maybe we don't at all. We just acknowledge <laughs> we that it happened. Talk about it, Katie. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, this is me getting back to you. Um, Dance Center takes place in week seven, so just oh, be prepared for you. that one. Okay. Yep. I will put it on my list. I'll make sure I take some notes. Thank you, Chris. Sounds good. All right. Should we jump into week eight? <laughs> I don't know. It's been 84 years and we have been all over the board, but probably. This is already so emotional to quote the great poet Whitney Houston. I I really now I'm getting very nervous about the energy level I am bringing. You're bringing great energy. Well, yes, but I'm like ready to jump you. words of our one true queen i want to dance with somebody i want to feel the heat from somebody yeah i want to dance with somebody Mm. with somebody who loves me well in the words of our one true queen it's possible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage and for us to talk about the dances of week eight. Uh, Impossible. <laughs> that Brandy Whitney Cinderella is oh, just phenomenal. fabulous. It's perfect. Phenomenal. I wish okay. that Disney still made like TV musicals like that or even put them on Disney Plus and did them. I think it would be so great. Like their version of Annie with Kathy Bates is like fabulous. Why don't they don't do that anymore? That. I don't know if I've seen. seen oh, that it's one. fun! Victor Garber and Audra McDonald, uh, Alan Cumming, Kristen Chenoweth. Love that. And Kathy Bates as Miss Hannigan. Kathy Bates is everything to me. I care about her happiness more than I should. Okay, we said this was going to be like a quick episode. We were like, "Oh, I don't even have that much to talk about." You're already ready to jump me. We're already off the rails, and we have yet to talk about a single contestant. So. It's possible it's going to go longer. And it's possible that our first contestant is our last dances of Cameron and Edita. Their first dance, Katie, is a Viennese waltz. I texted you before you watched that I thought you might love the music. Did you? I absolutely did. I they danced to the th- the Harry Potter theme, mm-hmm. Hedwig's theme, their second John Williams dance of the season. Absolutely, like I literally, Chris, I can't even like talk or critique this dance because like I was so swept up in my feelings. I rather liked it as well. Um, he has such a nice flow there was really graceful rise and fall action in this like i i really liked this her dress moved like a dream Mm -hmm. 
I liked that it they didn't go for like literal magic like that one time Edita did a dance where she was like a swamp witch creature. Like of this course. was just something more subtle, but you're right, the dress was beautiful. My one thing about it is he didn't always look facially like he was in it mood-wise. At times you could mm-hmm. see the concentration happening. So it wasn't quite great for me, but it was a very good dance and performance. Yeah, I think he seemed a little heavy on his feet at times, but such a delightful dance. It really is one that, like, you just get swept up in it, and then you're like, oh, shoot, I should have actually been, like, thinking critically about this, but I just can't because, like, it clicked for me. Mm -hmm. Did you prefer Cameron's shirt unbuttoned or buttoned like Len? Obviously unbuttoned, okay. Okay, grumpy Len Goodman. It was fine that he didn't have a bow tie on. I think he could have done with a bow tie, personally. He absolutely could have, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't mind it. (laughs) And finally, it is now Cameron's last dance. They perform a cha-cha-cha. Oh, by the way, that scored straight nines. Yep, 27. And now, the last dance, their cha-cha. This disappointed me. Absolutely. It was a fun routine, but very boring dance. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If, and he's, if that makes sense, yeah. Yes. And he danced it too soft. Yes. He was doing a Viennese waltz in a cha-cha. Yes. He had, like, no hips. Mm-mm. He lacked energy. It never took off. Like, it just, it didn't work. Yeah. Which is a shame because he has improved over the course of the season. That Viennese waltz is one of his best dances of the season. Absolutely. I think I prefer his Superman dance best of all. But Probably. I think he had a really good journey on the show. It's a shame that it ended in a dance that was more like his early weeks. Yeah, I can agree with that criticism. This dance scored straight eights for 24. It gave them Mm -hmm. a total of 51 out of 60 on the night. Um, That put them low, but, I mean, manageable. However, they didn't manage. Uh, They were eliminated. (laughs) Well, it proved to be unmanageable, Chris. Well, because, I mean, they were in third out of five couples. The problem was the top two were very far away, and the bottom three were all within two points of each other. Yeah. So, um, I really liked Cameron on the mm-hmm. show. He just was, he he wasn't a contestant that really popped in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. he was fun to have on, and I really liked him with Edita, but maybe that's because I like Edita with literally anyone. (laughs) Could be a contributing factor. (laughs) Here's the thing. I liked Cameron, but there were times when I rolled my eyes at Cameron. Like in his week eight package, he like whispers to the camera like, I thought I deserved a 10 last week. I thought I was pretty good. And I never call out the judges for their scoring. Never call out the judges yeah. for their scoring. It rubs me the wrong way. I understand 
criticizing like I get it but never say it on camera yes and then never basically ask the judges to give you that score at the end of your package never say like a you are gonna be giving me tens because then when it's not good enough for that what can we do give you a nine that's what we can do well Cameron bon voyage sail off into that sweet soapy sunset Give Kelly a kiss for us since you guys are such good friends. Yep, they definitely aren't just friends for the camera. Speaking of people who are just friends for the camera, let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the eliminated contestant from week nine. It's my mortal enemy, Jenny Garth, and my other mortal enemy, Derek Huff. Wow. Two mortal enemies in one pairing. How are we feeling? So they're jive. Are you feeling vindicated? I feel like you should feel vindicated after that jive. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The jive. Well, okay. So here's the thing. The package is all about, like, Jenny doesn't believe in herself. We need to get Jenny to believe in herself. The only... (laughs) The only person... The only person who doesn't believe in Jenny is Jenny. And I yes. was over here being like, um, please include me because I don't <laughs> believe in her. <laughs> but you know who does believe in Jenny Garth? Richard Jean. Simmons. Oh, I really thought it was Gene Simmons. I wrote the wrong name. Gene, Simmi- Gene Simmons is the lead singer of uh, Kiss. <laughs> Gene Simmons, Richard Simmons, very similar, both famous for flamboyance, what they can do with their tongues. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really funny and inappropriate. Very similar celebrities. They serve the same energy. So Richard Simmons comes in, and I don't know why. No. You can tell it meant a lot to her, but I just, I don't care. Yep. So the jive it's is so Derek heavy. Um It's horrific. The, I literally I thought this jive would see a 5. And I'm not exaggerating or kidding. Wow, because to me there wasn't a lot of content in it. And anytime uh-huh. she stepped, it was very plotty. But then yes. she would kick her feet out and it was light and sharp. And I'm like, how is she doing like stepping through molasses and like kicking like that at the same time it made no sense to me she was horrible like i just cannot tell you enough like she was out of state out of sync with derek at times i didn't think she knew the steps it looked like she was lost and confused through the whole thing and then she talks about how she feels confident doing the dance in week nine's package. Like, oh, I thought I killed it. I was like, I don't know in what world you think you killed that dance. Because I, from the bottom of my heart, thought that Len would give it a five. Much like you had a hard time watching Cameron's Viennese and like taking that as a, oh, I have to criticize this. I think I yeah. just had trouble watching it and not being like, I just don't care about her. And so my level of focus was so low, really for all of her dances, that I just don't even feel like I know enough to say, 
yeah it was that terrible like i watched it uh-huh she danced it it's horrible chris i if you ever just want to feel right about disliking jenny garth go watch that jive so somehow despite katie's protestations uh it scores a 24 with all apes and then they dance a foxtrot in round two classy classic look i mean the dance in terms of how it was conceived and done was my cup of tea i just i wished she smiled more Mm -hmm. which i get it i'm a man telling her to smile more um but like you look over at derek and derek is like grinning and Mm -hmm. she's kind of just going for like that sort of smirk look Mm -hmm. and then it just sort of falls and she just looks blank faced Mm -hmm. have fun i just don't get the sense she's having any fun no i literally that's like all of my notes were just like it flowed well it had great fluidity but it lacked in ease and it just does not look natural to her like the moves look like they pain her sometimes and i think that does come from the not smiling yep jenny garth everybody nine nine eight twenty six uh they end up in fourth place with 50 points out of 60, which means that when they make it on to the semifinals in week nine, we get a pity segment about how hard this is, how she felt she killed and she's just getting brutal comments from the judges and she just wants to Why spend time with I her here? family. And I'm like, you are doing this in the semi-frickin' finals, Jenny Garth. Yeah. Like, if Richard Simmons can if Richard Simmons can't get you to believe in yourself then nobody can and maybe maybe you just need to leave you know who I'd love to see here instead of you right now Jenny Garth Sabrina Bryan you know who wouldn't be talking about how hard this is and why she doesn't know why she's why she's here Sabrina Bryan so how about you get your pretty little face off my little screen because I don't want to hear about it anymore Jenny Garth you know who would like not believe that oh I'm just an actor. I'm not a performer. You know who would believe that she can do both? Jane Seymour. So leave. Snaps, Christopher. But good news. She goes to Disneyland and she just comes back a totally different person. According to Derek. Listen, everybody. It's the shrooms they slip in your drinks, right? So here's the thing about this tango. And here is where... Here's where I'm about to give a hot take on Jenny Garth. <laughs> it's okay. not, there's there's nothing hot here, just so you know. Okay, so I'm, in, I'm getting ready to, to sizzle over here. Especially for those of you who have heard me talk about Dancing with the Stars uh, in sort of the later years before, especially for people who have heard me talk about Derek Huff before, none of this will sound surprising from me. I think Jenny makes it as far as she does in the season because Derek's choreography basically carries her the entire second half of the season. Boom! Hot take. Because he's a good choreographer. Like, 
this tango was really i thought there were some inventive cool moves it just all worked really well together but i didn't care about watching her and it felt like if i don't know let's say somebody sat on a table for most of a dance but they did cool choreography then i'd be like oh wow what a cool dance did the star do anything tens or oh what if we like didn't move around on the floor but we did some cool things but again the star really didn't do much 10 10 like that is it's already happening katie it's already happening and i hate that for the next however many seasons of this podcast we do i am gonna be a broken record about how much i just detest how the judges score his dances yeah i hear you and i see you and it's probably not going going to get any better anytime soon but you know what chris this is a journey that we are all happy to go on with you and we're all here to support you is everybody happy every single loyal listener is so happy right now how did you feel about this tango i'll let you talk i'm i'm done with her um, my first comment was, I really loved this choreography, but she did her first tango better. So I think I agree with you on basically everything you said. I wanted more attack from her. It surprised me, but I still preferred the original tango to this one, I think. It should be noted, this semifinals, each of the contestants got to pick two dances they wanted to do again just in terms of styles different music different costumes different choreography um jenny's tango in week nine scored a 28 a 10 from len and that gave them an improvement of two points over their week three tango which even that just like in and of itself i just feel like is cause to be like oh i just want her off the show like in six weeks, you only improve two points. Well, if you think that's happening, they repeat a cha-cha, which they first did in week one. At that time, they scored 21. This one sees them with a perfect 30. Mm-hmm. So, hey, she improves nine points. Good for her. Gosh. She improved a lot in this cha-cha. I actually mildly enjoyed this cha which, like, okay, the fact that I had to put that disclaimer on there just proves to you what a petty little witch I am. But it was a very good cha-cha. She looked like she was having fun. She hit all of the moves. It was a fun dance with great choreography. So, like, she goes out on a high, and that's all we want for our contestants, even if we hate them. See, for me, it didn't quite ever heat up enough. It, it got part of the way there, got most of the mm-hmm. way there in the second half. But early on, I was just like, when is the takeoff? I get it. So this sees us saying goodbye to Jenny Garth. Have I been far too cruel to this woman? Absolutely. Does she deserve anything I've said? No. Do I regret it? Absolutely no. not. Will you ever apologize for it? Absolutely not. If she were to come on our podcast demanding an apology, 
I might pretend that we, I'm having Wi-Fi issues and just disappear. Jenny, I... It's a really effective strategy when there is a moving part in the background of Katie's picture right now. Got him! <laughs> so now we move on to the three finalists who will be dancing in next week's final or finale, as we say in America. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about them in the week eight order. Or... No, because the way that Chris asked this earlier was like, can I talk about them in the order of like my least favorite to favorite contestant? And then he lists them. And I was like, that's a literally the week eight order. And he didn't have to be so mean about it. Because do you want to know what? Do you honestly want to know something? Is it because the person that I put in the middle is your least favorite? No, it's about your least favorite. I I like her, Chris. I don't dislike her. She, oh, okay. here's the thing. She would have been a perfectly good fourth or fifth place exit. Okay. If you consider that Jane and Sabrina both should have been in here. Yeah. Yeah. That Cameron and Edita and Jenny and Derek should not be in this episode. We should have yes. been talking about them two weeks ago. Yes. This is the episode where I would say, okay, we can say goodbye to Jane and Marie. Yes. And I wouldn't be mad at that. So I don't dislike her. Do I feel okay. that do I feel that she peaked early for me? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm but I don't dislike her. Okay, I feel like I needed to hear that because I feel like I went into this like, you son of a gun, I have to defend Marie against the number one hater. I feel like in my mind, you were gonna bring Jenny Garth level vibes to Marie Osmond. And so I had worked myself up into a tizzy and maybe that's why I'm bringing the energy that I'm bringing to this podcast episode. So maybe this is just me creating a rivalry in my head that doesn't exist. And you know what? That's, that's on me. That's my bad. Yeah, well, so I say that, and then I'm not going to be very kind to her in week eight. Okay, week... well then, well, I get that. And then that week nine, I'm going to be like, well, I see what the judges are seeing, but I disagree. <laughs> so I say I like her and all these things. But I'm just like, I, I Here's the thing. I think there is a big giant talent gap basically between all five people that we talk about today mm -hmm. that there are wide margins between all of them mm -hmm. i'm bracing myself for who you're gonna put at the top no you, you katie who is at the top no, I know who's at the top, but I was guessing that you were going to be like Helio and Mel are like basically the same. And no, then there's this giant I'm, gap. girl, I'm waiting. I was going to wait to say this, but I will say it right now. Mel, I, Mel is our winner, Chris. I will literally say to you something I wrote. I was going to do this later, but I will do it now. So we just get it out of the flipping way. Have I fallen out of love with Helio? Did I ever love him? Maybe not. That is a literal <laughs> note that I wrote. Thank so, you. 
So the thing is, like, burn it down with me. Like this season has a problem in that I can't even talk about what the biggest problem with it is yet. Because at least in season two, when Stacy does her disco freestyle, at least there is someone there right behind that feels like a valid, legitimate winner. Yes. If season one is short enough is like figuring out the kinks that you don't even have to like yeah. worry about the dance off things, blah, blah, blah. Season five, we have two rightful winners that don't win. Amen. One of them doesn't even make it to the finale. So Amen. you're left with someone who is fine, but not the winner. And it hurts. And it emotionally hurts. Why are we, like, shouting at each other for having basically the same opinion? I don't know. Because, like I said, I've worked up this rivalry in my brain. And that's my fault. That's my bad for doing that, for bringing... Because I really did come into this being, like, I just... I will not stand by and let one kind word be said about Helio. And, like, I didn't really need to bring that kind of energy into this episode because i don't know basically basically i need to hear needed to hear you say those words because it brought me down and it made me feel like i was on the same team as you and then number two oh but I when we like, get to when we get to hey pachuca we will not be on the same team and i will murder you that's i expected as much um and then the other thing is that I feel like you have gotten to go through these emotions because you've kind of like, you have seen these dances, whereas like, this is all brand new to me. And so like, you just have to sit there and take like me working through the emotional trauma that season five is. So like, it's just not, you're in a bad predicament because I have to yell at someone and the only one who I can yell at is you. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, because for me, because he wins, and because he's an early winner, of course, we, like, think back, we look back, whatever. With Apollo, I kind of remembered, okay, in the second half of the season, he's going to have some iconic dances. He's going to take off. He's going to be better. It still yeah. might not be our favorite winner. But, you but can, like, like, you get it. You see where the journey goes. It. In season five, so in my brain, that's what was going to happen with Halio. Basically, he only has Hey Pachuco. Yeah, and that's not even that good of a dance. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Let's get Marie. Let's get Marie out of the way. We are talking about Marie Osmond. <laughs> she dances a rumba. She dedicates it <laughs> to her father. Not just her father, her dead father. Not just her dead father, her father who died within the last week. Yeah. And that was really sad to watch. It was very sad to watch. I don't know how she made it. Especially because the quick step that they danced, they had dedicated to her father, and then he yeah. died that next day. Like that morning. Yeah. Like he watched it. Told her that he liked it, got up, took a shower, and then 
like went to sleep and like passed away in his sleep. Mm-hmm. So sad. But I guess I just didn't realize we had a dead parent rumba by season five. This early. This early. I mean, Lord Mirabalis, obviously. Oh my God, I was about to say the worst thing. <laughs> I was about to say, we are truly blessed with this. Oh, no, 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 no. But that implies. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You know what I'm glad about, Katie? No, 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 no. Chris, listen, I just saged my mother's house and she saged me. And I don't need to be bringing these bad vibes and opening this voodoo door. Oh, I know. So they dance a rumba. It's a little too sharp. It's a little too, like, hard on the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was just, like, she was hitting poses but not dancing through them. Um, but She did impress me with, like, how well she can move, though. She mm-hmm. just always impresses me that she can bend and move and look as good as she does yes. for her age, you know? Mm-hmm. What was odd in this dance to me is I did not feel like she was using Jonathan to like react to his emotions like i was not feeling a strong connection Mm -hmm. and especially that they are typically the pair with one of the stronger connections on the show that was surprising to me yeah but it i wondered how much rehearsal time they got yeah considering like the death of her father so yeah so straight eights 24 then they dance a jive. No, they dance a flippin' cowboy jive. And I'm sick of it. I am so upset that the producers allow this to happen season after season after season. Mm-hmm. Enough with the cowboy jives. Yeah, you are never as... going to look good doing a jive in cowboy boots, as producers. Soon, as soon as we saw what they were wearing, I was just like, no. No, thank you. Take it back. No! At least, like, maybe, would it be better if she wasn't wearing flats? Like, put a heel on the cowboy boot. Would that make it better? Probably. Or, like, not even make them be real cowboy boots, but make them, like, heels that are designed to look vaguely like a cowboy boot. There's part of me that wonders, like, there's gotta be a way to do it if they want to do it. But... But they don't. They don't want to put in the effort. And I'm sick of watching them. She barely kicked in this. Amen. There wasn't a lot of energy. That's all I have to say. (laughs) She was not always in sync. She looked like she was having fun. It was a slow dance. Yep. Hard to judge kicks with cowboy boots. We but yes, Katie, the page on that but, dance. But Katie, Katie, please tell me how you want to defend Marie Osmond. Well, let's get to week nine and then I will, mother trucker. So eight, nine, eight for 25. That gives them the lowest week eight scores of 49 out of 60. Again, one point behind Jenny, two points behind Cameron. Mm-hmm. So week nine, they dance a quick step. 
I'm I'm just gonna lay this out here right now. The judges liked it more than I did. I did think it was fun. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was forgettable. But that was just my personal opinion. All right, you may have the floor. So they danced a quick step to Good Morning from Singing in the Rain. Yes. Yep. It's a yep. classic. Great oh, It's a classic. Classic. I thought that she looked very light on her feet. She glided across the floor. I thought that her frame was impeccable. She was smooth on top, quick on the bottom, and she looked like she was having a blast out there. And that is the Marie that I love to see. A good dance full of good content, and she pulled it off well. Mm -hmm. And I agree with everything you're saying. I just wanted there to be like something that I was like, oh my gosh, yes, from. She, I will absolutely give you that. Her dances always impress with an asterisk of like, it's impressive for her. They don't often impress just on their own. Mm -hmm. So like Mel's Paso impresses on its own. Like give me that on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. Marie's quick step. I don't need it on a silver platter, but you showed me that in a compilation of Marie, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that girl crushed it. Like, yeah. that's how Marie is. Yeah. I, I feel like she basically, like, just does what she needs to do, and you're like, okay, good. But I just lack that wow factor that she showed early on. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about the sleeve fabric for a quick step? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't care for it got in the way. It was a bad choice. Yeah. Um, but Bruno gave it a nine and it got a 29. Uh, the crowd booed Bruno for that. Yeah. Um, the first time they did a quick step in week seven, they scored 28. So they did improve a point. Their second dance was a mambo. The first time they did it was in week two where they scored a 24. My thing about this dance, I actually had a lot of fun watching it. Yes. But she was very clearly outdanced by Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun. She ended the dance. Are you rolling your eyes? N no. Are you rolling your eyes? N yes, but you're no. You're literally rolling your eyes right now while you're... Yes, yes, but no. Because... It was so much fun, but that doesn't make me want to be like, oh, yeah, it should get, like, a 27. And I would say, like, maybe, like, a 26 or a 25, and I would be like, okay, no! yes. No! You just frustrate me so much sometimes. I think that her energy was off the charts. Um, some of the dangerous moves didn't quite hit, but it was still a good dance. They put a lot into that routine. She did it well. She never stopped moving. I'm not going to say that she was flawless or anything like that, but she just is able. She's like the exact polar opposite of Jenny, where like Jenny, it doesn't look natural and it looks painful for. Marie, it looks like it's the easiest thing in the world to mm -hmm. go out there and do what she does. I and agree. I loved the ending. At the ending, she jumped on her brothers. I loved that. Such a mm -hmm. cute, like, I think that's why I like her is because she does these, like, inventive and, like, fun ways to have so much fun and to 
I don't know. Like, she doesn't take herself too seriously. Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it. I just... I think I was a little harsher on this dance because Jonathan was going full out, and Jonathan mm -hmm. was, like, really noticeably doing well. And so mm -hmm. then, looking at Marie at his side, it made it me... It brought it down. It brought it down for me, so it made me probably be a little harsher than it deserved in terms of the technique things yeah so like it was said that scored 27 it was up three points so she scored 56 out of 60 on the night that did put her in last place out yes. of the four remaining contestants but she was able to uh, make up the two points that she was behind jenny to send jenny home Bye, girl. All right. We doing this? Yep. I don't know what this is going to be is the problem. I don't know. We just have to find out. So Elio and Julianne dance a Paso in week eight. Mm -hmm. Um, This package was just stupid. Correct. But we saw, was this our first Corky Ballas? It was. It was our first Corky. And I really did enjoy seeing Tony be part of this because, A, it just highlights, again, how great Tony is. And we never get to yes. see him teach a man how to dance like him. So that was so much fun to watch. Um, but it also made me wonder, because it always felt like in later seasons that there was a sort of rivalry between the Tony Shimerkovsky house and the, the, Huffery. the Huff Ballas house. And yes, absolutely. So it's interesting to have Tony be part of Team Huff. Yeah, the, but, in the Huff Ballas house, I know. Mm -hmm. It makes you, I'm curious. But to I watch could be seasons. wrong about all of it, is the thing. Like, I could have made that up. It absolutely does feel like there's a rivalry there. And so, like, I'm curious to see where it will emerge. Like, will it be Max v. Derek? Will it be Val v. Derek? Like, what's it going to be? Yeah. But maybe we just read into it because we, like, care too much. No, and also, right. also because Max kind of goes to war with the judges, Derek does really well by the judges. Tony, we know, is eventually, like, close with Max. So maybe we're just reading it. into all of that, yeah. that we've, like, turned it into. Therefore, Max and Derek... And their respective houses hate each other. Hate each other. Yep. Please read I my fan fiction about it. Uh, you can find it on Tumblr. Uh. <laughs> it's called Game of Ballrooms. Um, I liked this Paso a lot better than I thought I was going to. Agreed. Agreed. He grins too much, but I liked yep. it a lot better than I thought I was going to. No, it was full of attack. He never took his foot off of the gas. He looked remarkable out there. Like, it was a true Paso Doble, and I thought he did it exceptionally well. The cape work was great. Len says okay. it, and he's right. The cape work, I thought, was really good. How did you feel about Julianne's, like, cape dress? The I, thing is... I don't think it worked for me. The thing is, I didn't like when they put Helio's cape on her for mm -hmm. a bit of time. 
because then she had like two capes. But was, I, th- yeah. I think I liked it otherwise because it reminded me of, am I supposed to be the cape in this dance? <laughs> and so I think I liked it because of that. Maybe it was a nod to her. The one good thing Jenny Garth gave me. Am I supposed to be the cape? So this dance scores a 27 out of 30. And then, then, then it is this one. It is Helio's most iconic number. It is Hey Pachuco. A quick step. Can can I say my yes, piece first? You absolutely should. Okay. I reserve the right to cut you off whenever I feel like it. Okay. I get how it's an iconic dance. <laughs> However, it did feel a little sloppy at times. It's a dance where everything comes together. The band, the lighting, the costumes, the choreography. I get why this works. He surprises you, the music, the intensity, the quickness. I get it. But I do think there were issues such as his frame looking weak and a feeling of sloppiness to it. It feels like you are reading a prepared statement, like, your drinking has hurt me in the following ways. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am reading my notes verbatim, and I'm trying to get them out before you erupt on me. The thing is, I do agree, his frame is a little rubbery at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch it, I agree. There are some things where I'm like, oh, there's some very slight imperfections. And where I struggle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I see them, and I know they are there, and I wish they weren't. Mm -hmm. But when you put the whole thing together, and it works, and I'm like, yes, it makes me want to forgive them. And in this case, I do. And you've heard me say before hypocritically that i will be like oh i see what you mean but there's an imperfection there how dare they it will never be perfect this is bad so yes i know i have done that before and you know what (laughs) i don't care because i love this routine and the way it comes together and it is fast and it is fun and it has some choreography that just like delights and i just have so much fun watching it and so i might go like oh i wish that like his arms were a little bit further out right now or oh i wish his shoulders were just a tinge back right but it it, but it works for me and i love it and it's it's iconic and this is this is the impression that elia will leave on dancing with the stars is this dance and i get it and so i know you're gonna be like yep that is the impression that he left that it's not good enough and he shouldn't have won. And I get it. And I know it. But. Like. Here's the. Can I say this other small piece. This small caveat. If I am watching. If I'm on YouTube. As I frequently do. And I watch a compilation of like. 
best quick steps. And this one comes up in that compilation. I am here for it. I am loving it. I am all about it. Mm-hmm. When I'm watching this quick step in an episode, after watching the season as a whole, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like I can't be effusive about it. Because I love this dance, and I know that I love this dance, but I just can't right now. That's fair, because you're right. In the context of all of this, in the context of what we've seen from Elio, what we have seen from other people, and what we know we're going to see from him, I get it. That's the thing. This is very fair. Season five is absolutely not the season of Dancing with the Stars that I remembered it being. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, hey, Pachuco gets a third. But you can give it give it some praise, brother. I already feel like it, it deserves. Girl, I feel like I already have just by okay. like, okay. I, I mean, well, and that's the other thing. I love watching this dance. It's so incredible. I don't feel like any words that I say can do it justice. If you are listening to this episode, please pause it right now and search for Elio Quickstep and watch. He's in a banana suit yellow thing um it's because they're doing the mask and and that's where i'm like okay his rubbery frame does work here because he's kind of doing like jim carrey and like there is a little bit of sense of like this should feel like it's about to fly off the rails but it doesn't like i don't know it it works for me in that regard so i just i recommend please go watch it because nothing i can say can can really tell you what it is because it is fun it's wild i've still never understood the ending like does julianne not know that he's going to kiss her i've never understood it i don't know i'd be very curious to know about that because like if he wasn't supposed to kiss her what was supposed to happen there because it's for like two seconds before she goes to the floor was she maybe not supposed to go to the floor like that like who knows i've never understood the ending but like the way her eyes turn into saucers and then just their reaction afterward i have no idea unless she's just a really good actress in which case what happened in footloose girl um (laughs) (laughs) so in week nine In week nine, they perform a foxtrot, which they first did in week one for a score of 25. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of glide. It's very smooth. It's charming. Um, as always, he threatens to get ahead with his enthusiasm. He's always mm-hmm. threatening to get off. Um, I did not like this one as much as the judges, but I did like it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good foxtrot. It's a nice, nice foxtrot. It made me smile. He kind of lost steam, it felt like, which I feel like goes against your comment, but I felt like he lost some steam. Um, Very smooth, a little messing about, but Mm -hmm. it was okay. But I liked the canes. Yeah. I think it felt appropriate for a foxtrot. Yeah. Um, So yeah that's kind of just where i am with elio as a contestant in that like more than marie's his dances have a little bit of wow factor but then his technique is always threatening to be a little bit messy a little bit sloppy that's that's where i am with him 
Mm-hmm. And I think I like that more than Marie, where it's just like, technically, this is good. This is a lot of things working for it. It looks easy. Where is my wow? Yeah. And I, I'm i surprised. Wow. I'm surprised being me as somebody who like, don't give me messing about, give me like good technique, give me this. And yet I really like the punch up that Elio dances have. They just oftentimes are like, well, you could have done it better, but... Mm-hmm. Speaking of, it's good. You maybe could have done it better. Is there cha-cha? So they scored a 30 on their round one. They score a 30 in round two, which is up uh, two points from their week six cha-cha. Um, they have I really enjoyed the overall. cha-cha. For me, here's what my problem is. And it's what made me in the middle of this dance start thinking, Am I out of love with Elio? Did I ever love him? And it's that, once again, he's returning to the well of, like, hamming it up in his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he has such an infectious grin. But this is week nine, and I feel like we've seen that trick every week, including in dances mm-hmm. where he should not be grinning. So it just makes me be like, what more can you give me, friend? Yeah. But don't I've give me this. don't try to act because the one time that he did a serious <laughs> acting dance was bad. Yeah. So don't you dare try and act, but give me more. So you liked it. Tell me why you liked it. I I just felt like he he really did it well. I thought his feet especially, he was in a very like bright red costume, like jackets, um pants and then his shoes were bright red so it kind of had that Emmett sparkle effect where you really were focused on his feet I thought his feet looked really sharp they were right on the money and he just looked like he was having so much fun like it was just the dance where I was like okay you did it well Mm -hmm. I still don't love you but you did it well yeah I agree I think the technique was very good for what it was worth Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe I'm being a little harsher on it after the fact because of what Len Goodman says. Len calls Elio the standout of the night. Yeah. He is wrong. Okay, yeah, especially after the night that we got, he's so wrong. I can understand how Len is saying that because Elio had the pimp spot. This is the last thing he was seeing. And in between Elio and the real standout of the night, you also had Jenny. So, like, it's been a little while since we've seen the highlight. The standout of the night. But he's still wrong. Okay. Can I just say, for as much yelling as we did earlier in the episode, we handled Elio pretty dang well chris because i think we were both coming at each other once again we may have made assumptions about how the other person was feeling we decided to take that level of anger and turn it up to 11 and then just saw what would happen and baby you got a stew going we do that I would uh, love for that to be, like, a bit that we do, but that's just genuinely how we come into these episodes. I want people to know no part of this is hammed up. We genuinely bring this energy, and as we talk, we're like, oh, 
oh you feel so similar to me oh i love you <laughs> this seems very similar to a method that one maxim shumakovsky was trying to use to anger his partner mel b <laughs> in week eight okay. um so it's time for the standout of the night some might call this our jaunty seven of weeks eight and yes. nine absolutely um so in their package it max is like okay we need to get you angry for a tango so max <laughs> max brings in mel's husband to okay. say mean things or things that will make her angry it's it's dumb let's be clear again as yeah. all these packages are it's dumb but as soon as Mel's husband immediately says, Mel, you're so fat, and you just hear Max, like, scream laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you know, like, this is obviously a producer's wanted him in, not Max wanted this. But you know Max was expecting, like, oh, this is going to be, like, some dumb segment, whatever. And then to lead off with, Mel, you're so fat, is just... <laughs> <laughs> the energy he was not ready for. Max would love this podcast. Um, okay. What do you think about the tango? I enjoyed it. I did not care for the beginning. Yes! Where they walked in circles. It was, it was great for five seconds. And then it went for at least double that length. Yeah. So, like, I did not care for the beginning whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that she crushed it, though. It was a good, proper tango. Mm -hmm. At times, her face almost looked blank to me. So it wasn't like she was emoting whatsoever. And so, like, I think she, she crushed it, but I also think she could have improved. Okay. I get that. I just think that opening would not end. It felt no. like it should have been like one circle around and they did more. It was too much messing about. But the dance itself, I thought, had a lot of good in it. I was very excited to see her do a tango. She mostly delivered. That dance scored 27 yep. out of 30. And then they finished off the night with a mambo. I went on a journey with this mambo. Oh. Did you? I loved this mambo. So here's what I'll say about this mambo. And I don't know if this comment will make any sense. They looked like two partners who had been dancing for years together. There was an ease and a flow and a trust and just this like, oh, look at how like casually we do all of these moves. It just looks like we've been doing this like you can't teach that i don't know how they did that yeah so when i was watching it at first i didn't think i liked it that much i was like it's kind of fun but that's all i got mm -hmm. after it ended i was like did i maybe really like that and i did I? I did something i did something that i like basically never do i watched it again right away uh -huh. and found myself being like yeah i really like this because mm -hmm. this choreography was a lot of surprise there was a lot of yes. invention there was a lot of stuff i wouldn't expect to see and i think that's maybe what threw me off at first because i was like this doesn't feel quite like a mambo 
but it had the mambo moves in there just like the ways they did some things are like transitioned into different ideas or like the max leg spin part where i loved that like uses her hips to bring him around like it was cool it was fun i i think that might have been a great dance it was it was a journey a real journey they just they never stopped moving it was so fun they were so in sync I don't know how Carrie Ann gives it a nine. Mm-hmm. She does, though, give it a nine, and it scores 29 out of 30, which gives them an overall score of 56 out of 60. In week eight, for what it's worth, just so that we can mention it, um, Elio and Julianne had 57, and then it was Eminem with 56, and as we said before, it was a five-point gap. So there was no way Elio or Eminem were in trouble, but we say that and Sabrina. And Katie, that brings us to week nine for the Mm M&M Dance Factory. They decide to do a Paso again. Two weeks after they did their perfect Paso. Yeah. They did it again. That's a bold move, Cotton. Did it work out for them? Would you prefer to talk about their first dance, the Viennese Waltz first? Oh, shit. Uh, so Eminem, Eminem definitely, yep, I see in my notes where I wrote the Viennese notes. I definitely read them. So Eminem dance of Viennese waltz. Reading comprehension. Um, We're really good at it. So in week four... They danced a Viennese waltz. They scored yep. 26 at the time. Um, I just, Katie, this dance, like, this is an iconic Viennese waltz. Yes. Yes. As it should be. Like, all of it is perfect. It's, it's incredible. They literally, they start on one end of the floor and Max, like, does his quick feet and she just slides into a split and then he brings her up and then she she does four splits across the entire length of the dance floor did you notice max's face at the end of them no so max kind of gives a cheeky little grin to the judges as they pass by before going into the final split Really? Like, uh, can you believe we're doing this right now? I just, <laughs> I loved it so much. Like, that split walk is iconic. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Literally, this this Viennese is, like, why I love Viennese waltzes. Like, it's, it's so mm-hmm. good from beginning mm-hmm. to end. It's beautiful. It's flowy. They had such good partnership. It looked effortless to them like it's incredible it's just an exquisite dance yes there is no other word for it if you would really like to watch another great routine please pause this episode just watch this dance it's phenomenal so it does improve it scores a 30 as it should yes to all of it now katie It may surprise you, but in round two, they dance a Paso. 
And the thing about this Paso, you may recall from two weeks prior, um, mm -hmm. they scored a perfect 30. It was a, an iconic routine. Um, so bold strategy to redo it. Did it work out for them, Cotton? It did. It oh, did. wow. I was in such suspense for only a, about a second since asking that question. It did work out, Chris. Okay, at the beat. So, yup, 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 yup. We have to talk about this. They weren't ready. So, the announcer, the disembodied British announcer, says, performing a pasta doble, Mel B and her partner Max. And then <laughs> Mel and Max come running from backstage onto the floor. If you have never seen an episode of this show, number one, I love that you're listening to this podcast. Number two, you know that when the announcer announces them, they are already on the floor ready to go. And the so dance will start know, in a second. I don't know what the heck happened there. And she looks beyond annoyed when they mm -hmm. get out there. She looks out of sorts, and considering the way the dance is going to start, that she is on the floor, and he pulls her along as he, like, grabs onto the whip that she's holding and pulls her slides around the floor, mm -hmm. she has to be set before she moves. Yeah. And she's barely ready. And, like, think about the show. Like, think about when we were there, how they have that, like, click down to the start of the dance. Mm-hmm. That should already have been happening before they even got out there. So, like, I applaud, I applaud the band. I applaud them. Like, that had to have been such a stressful moment for everyone involved. It, and because it's a live show, you have to keep things moving. Yeah. Or you have to start cutting things. I mean, if you're the band, you're like, okay, when do we go? How long do we give them? Because they're supposed to already be set. They yep. weren't there. And if you're Harold Wheeler, I mean, of course you're hearing in your ear that like, hey, here's when you're going. Go. She's not here yet. Yeah. Like, of course they're being told that. But even so, I mean, you're taking a lot of trust if you're Harold Wheeler to be like, uh, should we go? Should we not? Because we need to keep things yeah. going. It's, so it's applaud wild. Applaud the whole, the whole production crew for being able to handle that situation. And then the dance begins. And she has a whip. And oh boy, does she deliver. The Paso is such a good style for her. I it's, love that Max she thought was, to give her a whip. She was made, she was born to dance a Paso. Mm -hmm. I just love to watch her dance. Mm -hmm. I love her her movements and her attacks were just they are impressive she is just so good the shaping the dance it was incredible it's going to be a crime 14 years later it is still going to be a crime i ref i refuse to accept that she doesn't win at this point i refuse to accept it i have not watched the finale so I don't know if I am in, if I am due for another freaking like disco freestyle crash and burn. But I, especially right now, I'm just like, how is it not Mel? 
I mean, they're going into it tied with 60. So that's not helping. The judges aren't doing Mel any favors. But I don't know how, if I'm a like an audience member, I am giving her every single one of my votes. Yeah. So before we end this, we must talk about what happens after Mel's dance. Mel has that whip. And oh boy, do the judges make hay. <laughs> Not just the judges. Len Goodman. Yep. Yep. Want to tell the people about Len Len's antics? I didn't write down what he wrote, so you have to do it. Girl, neither did I. I just sat in awe. But like Len starts singing about whips at one point. Yeah. I mean, he's just it's insane and I love it. It goes off the deep end quicker than Chris and I do. Yep. So if you want to see what that's like, go ahead and search for it. <laughs> Don't listen to us talk about it. But uh that does see them with the perfect 30, so they end the night on 60. Just she is she is the moment she's got a point she is an icon how i mean i know <laughs> but how does she not win i wish i know i wish i know i think you're going to wish you don't eventually probably but that brings us to the end i mean it's been a weird journey to get here however Considering who my final five were, I'm happy with this final three. Yes, that is correct. Do I wish it was a much different final three? Uh, yeah. However, I'll accept the fate that I've been given. And then it will all come down to the grand final next week. But until then, if you would like to give us some feedback about our grand talking, uh, please make sure to leave us a review on our Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe. You can rate us five stars. You can send this to your friends. Uh, we're found on any podcast listening thing, so send it how however. Maybe you want to listen on more than one streaming service. You can. Why not? You can listen to our, our episode on Apple Podcasts, and then you can go listen to it on Spotify, and then you can go to anchor.fm, and then you can go to other podcasting sites. Yep. And if you want to interact with us, you can follow us on our social medias. We are on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. We are on Twitter at JMP Pod, and we are on Instagram at JMP.pod. Yes. And we post enough right now yeah regularly ish we're it's a journey it is a work in progress we post a lot about qsr we post regularly about qsr mm -hmm. that we do i'm not taking it personally anyway chris i love you and i like you katie i hear you and i see you and please stay tuned for an all-new episode of samantha who Coming up next. <laughs>